Hey, welcome back to Sidewalk Skyline Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Rogers. Uh, the last episode, we introduced you to Kelly Franklin, and in part two of that interview today, she's going to talk more uh, about human trafficking. So let's go to that interview right now. All of a sudden, there was a big need in community. We'd seen almost 10,000 kids and youth through our gates between 2007 and 2013. And we just said, we have to answer this call. And I went away, here's the problem. I went to conference. I went to a, a conference a in Toronto. conference? No, oh. I still didn't get, oh, okay. I still didn't fit in that mold okay. very well. What kind of conference? It was called Women on the Front Lines in Canada. Uh, that would be you. I went with a friend that ran Gospel Lighthouse stores. I went to be under the radar and just, I was tired. I was kind of starting to hear what God wanted me to do. And I just kind of heard this little you're going to offer safe space to kids that have been pulled into prostitution. Mm. I'm like, okay, God, let's run that up the flagpole with my husband. He's like, eh, no. Nope, they're going to live on the farm. We're going to minister and love people, and we're going to love, we're going to love as hard on them when they're unlovely as somebody loved on me when I was unlovely. And Kevin, mm. I was unlovely. Yeah. You know that lady I told you about that welcomed me in her house and, mm-hmm. you know, taught me how to make meat pies and do my budget and, you know, look after my son's brown skin with lots of cream and yep. blah, 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 blah. The first two weeks that she was in my life, I was canvassing their house to look for unlocked windows and checking the schedule on the fridge to see when they wouldn't be home to break in. Wow. The the offering plate in the church that I went to was my ATM. Yeah. And eventually, <laughs> well, it was. And eventually, I offered to train the ushers. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's it's pretty funny. That's I great. drove the church bus. Yeah. I looked after seniors. I did whatever it took. So when I got to this place where we're doing ministry on the farm, mm-hmm. and by the way, I'd been a pastor, I was a director at Royal View in London, mm-hmm. and I was like the Pied Piper there, and poor Gary Fuss didn't know what to do with me when I had more kids coming in the door than he had in the sanctuary, and we were taken over. And That's God, a great problem. Well, God was just moving. Yeah. we just keep bringing the families together. Yeah. And he was an incredible leader. I learned so much from him. But he didn't know what to do with me some days, and I love him. He's still in my life as a mentor. I stopped by his house this morning and picked stuff up from his porch. I, he I actually picked up these hats. These hats are great. Yeah, so I was like, what are we going to do next, God? Okay, George isn't going to do this. Well, we'll sit in on this message. And there was a prophetic word over Canada that was spoken about daughters. And I thought, how can we see a move of God across Canada with daughters? You know, I know the abortion issue is huge, so yeah, we're trying to make sure girls are going to make it through that. Mm -hmm. But the enemy's scooping them here. Mm Mm-hmm. And somebody stood at the front that was going to strip clubs in Toronto and giving them white roses. Mm. And she said, after two years of doing that, and she looked like a a Lee Presson Pentecostal at Mm -hmm. the time up there. Mm -hmm. I thought, 
ooh, she went to the strip club? Yep, she did what she thought she was supposed to do, and she went and loved on girls. And it got to the point when she missed a week, <laughs> the owner of the strip club would call and say, the girls haven't seen you. Is everything okay? Wow. And they'd want, because even though they were still entrenched, they still needed love. Yeah. And non-judgmental love. So she stands at this conference, and I'm trying to hide between my, my sassy brown and black sisters from Jane Finch churches who have the big hats, so I can hide behind them really good. <laughs> and all of a sudden, it was like the Red Seas, they parted to use the washroom. Yeah. And I'm on the hotline with the speaker, like three rows back. And I'm sitting here, and she says, for the first time in two years, a girl wants to get out, and there's nowhere that I know where she can go. Does anybody know where she can go? And here's me, blubbering baby. Yep. I'm pulling my hat down to hide, and it says Farmtown Canada. And I'm going, yes, God, I know. <laughs> I know, but I can't. And my friend, Marna Mugford, Mudford, who owns all the Gospel Lighthouse stores, is poking me. Ha, huh, isn't this funny? Ha, ha, God knew you are going to be here today. <laughs> and I was like, okay, what's happening? And all of a sudden, my phone rang at the lunch break. And my husband said, you know what? I prayed about this. We've already worked with a lot of girls and had a lot of girls in our life at this farm that this is their story. I just didn't want to admit it. So the first phone call is, no way, Jose. The second phone call is, I prayed about it. Yes. And this is why I waited 12 years from the time I said yes to Jesus till I said yes to getting married. Yeah, well... Because I needed the, a praying husband the to The wait <laughs> was worth it. Well, yeah. he only waited yeah. six weeks. Yeah. We met and got married in six weeks, right? Yeah. I told you nothing's normal, Kev. Well, your wait till you were 39. Yeah. And then God sent you the right guy. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to George. <laughs> There's just... The, the, he's the quiet one in the relationship, is he? Not with me. Not with you? No. no. Okay. <laughs> well, okay, so now, um, so God's starting a new chapter when you're at this conference, and that led into what you're now doing, which is uh, a, a ministry called Courage for Freedom. Tell yeah, we, we decided we didn't want to keep the name because people kept calling to see if we were doing the plowing match. <laughs> <laughs> it's true yeah you're right you're, there's there's this big shift point where okay you can do all these really cool things and help a lot of kids but then jesus says wait a second though there's there's a lost sheep and it's kind of yeah. like you had to leave the 99 to go oh, after yeah. the one well and i had to expose my own story ah that it's still a little egregious some days. Yeah. Because there's still days that I'm recalling things. Mm. But it's okay. I have God and a husband yeah. and a great community. And I'm not ashamed to cry. I love tears. Mm. When I pray, I just leak. Your dad found this out. Yeah. He's yeah. ministering at a church where I'm yeah. attending. And I'm just, I'll pray as, I cry as hard as I pray. Mm-hmm. And I just let her rip. Mm -hmm. And I just found that tears are cleansing. So we just started Courage for Freedom and said, we see a gap in community. We're going to knock at it. Mm -hmm. And we started out the gate 
and we saw responses and communities that wanted to help mm-hmm. and we saw marked changes especially in the lives of those that never thought they'd have value which is me kevin mm-hmm. look where i'm sitting i'm in your church yeah. with my husband yeah. we just left podcasting with my member of parliament and yeah. the mayor of the city that i now call friends who are asking me, what can they do to help? Hmm. Really, God? (laughs) (laughs) I think he has the best sense of humor out of anyone. He can use me. He can use anybody. I I just noticed your ink on the arm. Courage, freedom. And and you know, I, I like that name because I don't think a lot of people realize how much courage it takes to step into freedom. Yeah, I've never been accused of being quiet. Actually, when I was entrenched, I was very quiet because I was controlled and manipulated. Mm -hmm. But it's like God flipped the switch and I don't shut up. And I will fight until somebody can fight for themselves because God fought for me. I know now that there were people interceding for me. Mm -hmm. I can see back all along the journey until... All those scales were from my eyes where I could see the truth about myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you that the number one thing that tries to tear at the work that I get to do, I could, I could send you a list this big of accolades mm-hmm. that don't mean as much as taking a girl to the barn and watching her heal. Yeah. Or now, George sometimes says, Kelly, this is your anointing. You are called into this. Sometimes you don't yeah. even need the horses. Yeah. You just there's just something about your ability to connect and hear what they need to hear to start directing their life to accept that love and let it in. And I'll tell you, it happens well, you know, two days two nights ago, this morning I had to talk to you know. So I just thank God there are so many open doors and favor that I've had impact with the government and with communities and police officers and families and other religious organizations and Muslim mm-hmm. sisters and brothers mm-hmm. across in Dearborn mm-hmm. that needed training in this and let me train their community Beautiful. in their mosque. Beautiful. Yeah, that's <laughs> great. That's great. Kelly. Whoever thought that? So let, let's talk a little bit about Courage for Freedom, the organization. What, what yeah. kind of... Uh, what what we need to you need to uh, help educate me and yeah. anybody else that's listening um, on uh, what human human trafficking uh, looks like in Canada um, and uh, you know is there um, you know how pervasive is it um, you know how how invisible is huh. it. Yeah. And and then, you know, and then what are some of the steps that you're taking to uh, create awareness, yeah. but also to create uh, strategies and, and supports to, to help people get out? So I, I just asked you probably for about an hour worth of information there. I was going to say, um, do we have overnight accommodation? <laughs> just kidding, Cap. <laughs> Just if I forget a yeah, there's point, a hotel I, somewhere in the city that you'll be really. At, oh apparently. my goodness! Yeah. If you if I forget one of the points to respond, just kick it back in. But yep. I can tell you that right now, 
Um, human trafficking and sexual exploitation has become the number two grossing crime in Canada. It is now in front of drugs. It's... So it's the okay, number so two. Number so one? number one is guns, weapons, arms. That's that's where the big money is. Big money. Number two is in human, human trafficking. trafficking. Drugs is number three. Drugs is bounced down to number three. Oh come on. You want to know why? How many times can I sell you drugs, Kevin? Endless. How many once? Until I die. I can sell you one one drug. I can sell you this drug. Yeah. Once. Once you take it. How many times can I sell you this girl? Hmm. 250K a year per girl, tax-free. It's money. Oh, dear. And it's lust. And it's brokenness. And it's pornography. And it's uh, like there's, you know, there's an onion. And once you start to pull back all the issues underneath this, it's the dog, you know, the chicken and the egg. Was it addiction that led somebody to be engaged in this or did they become addicted to deal with the fact that they couldn't deal with what was happening to their life? Right. When they're coerced and manipulated, was it a poverty issue? What was happening in their community that there weren't other choices available to them or that they thought this was the only choice available to them? So we look at all the issues. Was it mental health? Is it coercion? Is it greed? You know what my answer is? Yes. Yes. My answer is yes. Everybody says they're a hub. You know what I say? Yes. Everywhere where anybody has somebody that has a phone, they have the potential to be exploited and manipulated in a way that would lead them to take a picture of themselves or do something that would give somebody a way to extort them, shame them, embarrass them, isolate them. There's... Like, take the training community. Yeah. Take it. It's not Liam Neeson showing up to rescue the girl that got picked up in the white van. That's 1%. Snatch and grab. Mm-hmm. The rest is relationship built. And we need to understand that it's, it's a psychological crime before it's a physical crime. And I'm not talking about sex work. I'm talking about being trafficked. And even those mm-hmm. that say they're sex workers, they can tell you there's a difference between being trafficked. Mm -hmm. They will tell you that there is a difference. So my thing is that 68% of all trafficking in Canada is under 25, so 24 and under. Mm -hmm. Now, how many at 24 had a fully formed brain, frontal lobe, cerebral (laughs) cortex? It's just starting. Add trauma, the neurons are fried. So even though they might be 24, and have, having had this happen, they're still 13 because they're their trauma age, because they have complex trauma until they start to mm-hmm. heal. So I started to look at this and do lots of work. We have a safe space. We have horses. We actually train frontline support workers and specialists all over. And we have a, a task force across Canada to now wake us all up to know that whether you're on page one or on page 250, whether you go to church or don't yet, I love it, (laughs) or you're in an industry that intersects with this or not, that you can be part of the solution. So for me, I got tired um, probably around 
2019-2020 when we ran something called Project Enroute across the province and it, we blew everything up in media and started the conversation about what a corridor looks like. Now... So for people outside listening outside of Ontario, yeah, um, our major 400 highways are, you would, if you're American, you'd say our interstates, yeah. but, but uh, our major highways, and then we have service centers that are called en route. It's where you stop, well, stop we... Stop to get your Well, we your decided that somebody that's being yeah. trafficked, that's being moved across our province, and sometimes from another province or even a state... Mm-hmm. When they come in, they need the same three things to take care of those that they are criminalizing and victimizing. They need to stop for gas, they need food, and they need the bathroom. Mm-hmm. So if we could educate our communities on what this stuff looks like and how not to run up and cause somebody to go missing, yeah. because if somebody that's been trafficked even makes eye contact with you, it could put them in danger. So... We don't need to go and be Cagney and Lacey. Oh, I'm dating myself. <sighs> wow, Kelly. What is this Cagney and Lacey? <laughs> go ahead. They're chick cops, okay? <laughs> so, oh, Kev, I'm just, can we edit that, please? So no. we just need to be the eyes and ears in our community. We need to put the Canadian hotline in our phone because we have a hotline across Canada that if you call anonymously, they will call into local police. Now, if you think you're seeing something dangerous, mm-hmm. don't make two steps. Don't be afraid to use your name. Call the cops. Yeah. And yeah. let them do what they know. Now, you're you, not going to get in trouble if you're suspicious. If you're wrong, who cares? There's someone paid to answer their phones. Yeah. But if you're right, maybe you'll prevent somebody from being in a shallow grave. That's the that's, reality. That's a worthy risk to take. Yeah, and I think yes. it's our I think it's the price of being citizens. I think, I think so, yeah. we're really I started to get tired cuz I saw more and more girls since um, 2019 I've worked with 350 girls and their families. Mm-hmm. From every, every demographic, big towns, city centers, small different ethnicities, Mm -hmm. different religions, Mm -hmm. different socio. You pick it, we've worked with them. But what I see that's common to all is still the level of stigma and shame that they can't go back and heal in their communities. Mm. You know, Kev, we come really far with mental health, right? Yeah. So now we're like, I have a friend, Stephanie. She says she's a bipolar survivor. And she jokes around about what she needs to do to work out or go take goat yoga. And everybody in her socials is like, hooray. You know, for myself, I was an addict. Mm -hmm. And I can say I'm blah, blah, blah. Remember, I'm not good with math. Blah, 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 years clean and sober. Or somebody else says two years sobriety. And everybody's like, hooray. Fast forward to the issue we deal with. Some dad puts up on his wall, it's been eight days since my daughter's bought or sold. Hooray. First thing that happens, why were you a crappy parent? Why didn't your daughter do this? Why you're didn't always, your parent better? Always looking to oh, you're the divorced parents. Dissect everybody's You're the parents that didn't don't show up at church. You don't tithe. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And I'm just like, no, I want to slam that stigma. Mm-hmm. And I want to use my story of what happened to me 
and what happened to me and the girls that I know that were killed, that you can look their names up. Mm-hmm. When things were happening to me in Alexandria Park in South Region Park in the 80s, their lives were taken. Mm-hmm. So I know the cost of us being quiet, but what's yeah. really weird, everybody wants to kind of own the issue, but yeah. they're not equipped to. So I can't keep working on this and watch everybody, all my resources, my time, everybody's churches that want to help, um, industry that wants to help, you know, hotel motel associations that want to help, truckers against trafficking. Everybody wants to help. But we just keep pouring these resources through this bucket and there's more people falling through it. And, you know, I talk about girls because that's a demographic I work with. But there's more and more young boys and yeah. LGBTQ plus community. Yeah. We can't victimize them because that's the community they come from. Right. It's because they don't have as many supports, so they're more susceptible. Just like 50% of all human trafficking in Canada is indigenous when they make up 4% of our population. And the word prostitution is nowhere in any indigenous language. Mm. We introduced it. Through patriarchy, misogyny, and colonialism. Mm-hmm. So I look at the system structure mm-hmm. and say, well, I'm looking at the newspapers, Kev, and I'm seeing the racialized pictures of pimps and gang people. They're really good at showing. And who ever thought that a mugshot is going to look good anyways? I have one. <laughs> okay, it's worse than my passport photo, honestly. Yeah. So, Take a person when they are most defeated and uh, worn out and then take their picture. Put them, put them yeah. on the front page. Yeah. And then blame them for all the woes for your community with yeah. sexual exploitation of children. Well, who, this is my question. I know you follow me on social media, so you've seen this. Mm-hmm. So who bought the girl that was under 18? Mm-hmm. You want to know what the demographic is? probably don't want to know you're sitting so tell me i think we're okay are you stable (laughs) well that's that's questionable (laughs) but for the purpose of the interview so who who bought the underage girl over 60 percent of buyers it's recorded they are caucasian male Mm -hmm. married or grandparents college university educated entrepreneurial low median income 75k to 150k does that change the conversation we should be having? I see it, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I see it outside the door of our church. Uh, yeah. We, we have some women that uh, um, work on, on the corner. It's not a, um, uh, a big scene, but there'll be one or two often. It's just, just their pickup corner yep, after they get their call, corner, right? Yep, and... And uh, many times I've watched uh, that very demographic you described, yeah. or the ones pulling up in, in a there. nice car. Yeah, nice car with a baby a seat truck. in the back. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I think this is a problem that we need. I said I just thank God. Yeah. I think my addiction caused me not to think in a straight line, and God had the last laugh because I see things in a nonlinear fashion. Yeah. And so I'm going to tackle this with everything I can going mm-hmm. forward. COVID caused us to do this. Mm. Let's look at it, but can we 
leverage ourselves, like in a tree stand, Mm -hmm. or when we raise our kids, can we kneel down and see what they're seeing to get a different perspective? And because if we're just going to keep managing this, managing this Mm -hmm. the way we did and think we're going to just start a safe house and sing Kumbaya and that's going to help, there's a lot more layers to that onion. And we need to be equipped to deal with every single one if we're going to promise somebody that we're going to journey with them. Because the worst thing we could do as Christians is say, we're going to fix you. We're going to keep you safe. I've learned, nope. You know what? If you want to sit with me right now, you can be safe while we're talking. That's all I can guarantee. You have to make the choices. Absolutely. And we, and we, I can help give you some we other stop options. Playing the hero card. Oh my gosh! No, know? Jesus is the hero. Jesus is the hero. Hello. And if we're following him, we might get into some precarious situations. <laughs> like I have. But you know, um, we don't we don't need to have a uh, a platform. We don't need to be famous. We have to heal. Yeah. To be humble enough to be allowed. Preach it. The right yeah. to be in relationship with people that need to see Jesus and not us. Yeah. Sorry, so, that I'm just really yeah, hard okay, about so, this. So courage for freedom. Right. And, and people who are recognizing um, the problem is a lot bigger than they thought. It's a lot uglier than they thought. And... They, it's underreported. It's underreported. Because so what, by the time somebody reports, our current government federally took the law down, so maximum sent, or sentence minimum is two years. Basically, if somebody gets charged with this, in 18 months the trial will run, and if they've been held in prison, yeah. they'll, be, they'll get time served while the victim is just starting to put their life together after yeah. going through the trial. So who's going to say, yeah, I'm going to go be a witness? And out of that, it's only a 2% conviction rate. Mm. It's underreported. Yeah. It's misunderstood. And it's a gross injustice when you think of the percentage of it that is happening either on a screen, in a video, or in person. I have a young girl I worked with since she was 12 that it wasn't until she was 16 that she understood what happened to her. You know, and sometimes I think God is protecting our brains that way. Because mm-hmm. I know I couldn't have dealt with everything I know now when I yeah. was that age. I would have taken my life, Kev. Yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. So I'm passionate about this because we are not protecting our children. And then we're going to go ahead and say this is the Board of Education's job. These are the social worker's job. These are the parents' job. Oh, my gosh. They can't even supervise them during COVID on the screens. Do you know, in 2019, there was a 43% increase in human trafficking. I don't even want to know. Say it what, again. In t- 2019. Yeah. 2019, Stats Canada report reported a 43% increase in human trafficking. Reported. 43% in Canada. increase. Right. And then in 2020, we knew it jumped. We... I, my work increased 300%. And for me, people I never thought would make a call and call me are calling me going, somebody just tried to coerce my kid in, you know, call of duty. They took them off screen. And we can't vilify <laughs> video games and we can't vilify yeah. the phone. But we need to train people to say, 
You see this phone? Mm -hmm. Start talking to your kids when they're little. Play games with it together. Be creative. Don't let it be your babysitter. Okay. Don't let the criminals babysit your children. Yeah. There's there's no way for this conversation to end (laughs) happy. Well, it can. You could hear, you know... I've got a book I'm going to leave you. Okay. It's called Courage for Freedom, and it's a transformational book about resiliency and hope. Yeah. And there's two girls we've worked with whose lives are incredible that are now in college or raising their babies, or even my friend Kat McLeod, mm-hmm. who is now taking yeah. everything. I know Kat. Yeah. So she's taking everything she can, and she's training everybody she can. Yeah. Her daughter, Deidre, used to... Deirdre. Yeah, she's yeah, amazing. She used to be a part of the church here. So yeah, for sure. us, it's all hands on deck. It's yeah. not Cat or us or, you know, Carly Church or I could just name survivors, Tamea yeah. and Natasha. So it's not, it's all of us. The, this doesn't end happy if a bunch of people hear the message that you're saying and go, oh, that's awful. Oh, that breaks my heart. And then walk away. So... Same old, same old. Same old, same old, right? So let's let's talk about disrupting that. Yes. And Ooh. what's is what's our sound the, guy okay? Yeah. Well, <laughs> what if if we are <sighs> to if we are to be entrenched in the love of God? Yeah. Give me. I want you in in, in closing. Give me three things that uh, anybody can do to Kay. start to, to make the shift. Here it is. Okay. We already figured this out. You've got I'm a, not a genius. You got a placard. We have a hand. sign. It says yeah. Project Maple Leaf because the project in Canada is to end the buying and selling of girls and boys children. Mm-hmm. That's a message I think we can all agree to, right? Yeah. Yes. It crosses every barrier. Let me see that. So what you read is on the back. It says, I want to end the buying and selling of boys and girls, children in Canada. And I'm going to nominate five people to take a challenge to eradicate. Okay, let, let me do that right now. Oh. And then from the video version of the podcast, uh, we'll be able to to cut it out. Which and five? Who five are you going to challenge, though? Well, Think I, hard. I, I Who's gotta, your mayor? I got to pray. I got. Okay. Okay. So there you go. Five people. Okay, so... <clears throat> I, Kevin Rogers, want to end the buying and selling of children, boys, and girls in Canada. And I am going to nominate five friends or colleagues to join me and take the Eradicate Challenge 2. Uh, you know I'm crying now, of course. Oh, well. Now, so I, the reason this, I didn't just this pull was, out five this names because de- I really want to think strategically. Well, this was designed by survivors. And so this challenge actually came... The, the sign or the, the logo? The logo. Okay, tell us about the maple leaf. The maple leaf was designed to represent girls, boys, and children. So regardless of how they identify. But it also signifies men, women. And the black represents the misstep that we've had in protecting our indigenous communities. And it was designed by a survivor that said, stop trying to fix the problem. You need to listen to what survivors are telling you, what kind of resources they need. They're the experts in their care. I've become an expert in my care. They can't take 
my story, but I'm listening to 12, 13, 14, 15, 16-year-olds that say, this happened to me. This is the new trend. This is what is, is happening now. So these are the resources now that are needed. We can't just throw these kids. I, I love violence against women shelters, mm-hmm. homeless shelters, ad- addiction services. But we know from all the studies that the kind of care that somebody needs out of trafficking to start their self-directed journey. That's intense care, isn't it? It's not enough to be trauma-informed. You have to be trafficking trauma-informed. It's different. And all the studies, governmentally, psychologically, tell us this. That if we're, you know, you got to think of it in practical terms for anybody that's listening. Mm -hmm. If you're a mom and you're in your late 40s, 50s, and you have your daughter with you in a shelter, and she's a teen, and you introduce a 16-year-old trafficking victim, how similar is the care that they need? What is that 16-year-old going to see that she's missing? Mm -hmm. Her mom? Mm -hmm. What if that 16-year-old's been placed in the shelter to recruit that other girl out? So Children's Aid can't solve this by themselves. The government does not have enough money to solve it. And by the way, can you guys read between the lines? When governments make announcements, we've done incredible work with them. They are amazing, but they need community to work together for delivery systems, to be their voices. And when we bring a message like this, and it's really unifying, we are not criticizing anybody that yeah. is in survival mode and in, you know, that is, be, that is in prostitution. Yeah. I'm not talking about that. I'm saying, Canada, these are our kids. And so every person that holds a sign and they go on their social media, and by the way, traffickers aren't going to come after you. They're too busy yeah. recruiting. This sign gives us a movement. It increases and amplifies our voice. Okay, so... And then after that, we can go to politicians and say, the will of the people, we're going to demand governmental change around buyers. Mm. So July 30th is UN Day or World Day to End Mm -hmm. Trafficking Mm -hmm. in Persons. You need to hold this sign and get as many people across all channels of social media doing it so the government officials or funders, even those that are trafficking, might decide to take up another vocation because the gig is up. We are not tolerating this. So just back to the sign. Yeah. You know, so uh, like is this something that's available to anybody to get? Or like how they just work? They just make your own e- sign? You can or? email info at courageforfreedom.org. Okay. We send you a template. We'll put all the links in our, our yeah. show notes. We so send you templates. And okay. even if you're from somewhere else, if you're from outside of Canada, yeah. can you stand with Canada? I don't care where you are internationally. I yeah. speak at the UN. Yeah. I have lots of UN friends and family outside. We need you to stand with us so to protect these kids. First thing that a person can do get a sign. is get a sign. They can get it from your website. No, they can get it by calling the office because okay. we want to know who we're talking to. Right. They can get the office email. We will send you a bevy that you can select the ones that you like. Okay. You can put your church name on it. Mm-hmm. You, can re- you can brand it with your church name if you're a business. And you're going to stand for this, so an organization? That's one thing that anybody can do. Anybody. Okay, now Five minutes. Give me two more things quickly that, that anybody 
can do. Uh, well, if you're to, Christian, to, you need to, to pray, but to, you're, you should already okay, well, be. You know what? You should I, already be doing that. Okay, but let's 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 pray with understanding. What should we be praying? You know, uh, I mean, and I, 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 the Holy Spirit helps us to pray. Yeah. So I'm I not know what ask I'm praying you, for. But what are you praying for? I am praying for our capacity to work together to write resolutions to see the legislators. Mm-hmm have a political will like they did in Ontario. They moved legislation so fast because mm-hmm. they all crossed the floor and came together to start protecting our kids. Yeah. So we are going to ask who's paying people that make money. How do people make money? Mm-hmm. They have J-O-Bs. How about a code of ethics or conduct around this? Mm-hmm. And not at, like we have vulnerable sector screenings, why aren't they mandatory? I'm working right now in a city where it took a young girl from 2013 to now, she was 15, to come forward with her story. And now that she has, she really needs services. So by the way, we do direct services as well, and I intersect and look after young girls, every need they need, regardless of whether they fully disclose. Like. If there's a carrot dangled to get them money to help them, mm-hmm. we can't do that. So I, take the sign, pray. We are going to ask you after July 30th. That's why we want your email. Mm-hmm. After July 30th, we're going to give you a letter. Mm-hmm. We're going to ask you to talk to your parliamentarians, your mayor, your counselors, mm-hmm. whoever is your boss. Mm-hmm. We're going to ask you to have the conversation about how do we help this to stop in our community? Yeah. Not to man shame, Kevin. Yeah. Because it can't go deeper, darker underground. Yeah. And because there's, there's, there's other victims. The, 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 the families. The world right now thinks that shame is the way to cure every ill. Oh, you, you read just, Facebook too? Well, yeah. <laughs> I Sorry. Mean, it, 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 we're we're in, in such a horrific time where people think that shame is what's needed to move the needle and and yet shame well i know what shame did to me and a needle (laughs) kind of didn't go good for me kev no how many people are suicidal what's the increase in suicide now that we're talking to people suicidal entrenchment and shame is not going to solve the problems no it's going to be that entrenchment. In we life. have to say to men that are buying young girls, this is societally unacceptable. Yeah. There is going to be a calling out on this, mm-hmm. and you need to get help. Mm-hmm. We are not, as a society, saying it's okay to buy a kid. There are movements right now that say they're sex positive, and there's some good stuff about a sex positive movement. Mm-hmm. But can we make sure when somebody says that to us, that we know what that stands for to that person because to some people that talk about sex positivity, it means that if somebody as a living being from the time they're born to the time they die, um, their body is enjoying something sexually that somebody has the right to have sex with them. Mm. Okay, that's a kid because a kid at six who's being sexually stimulated has... uh, nerve endings and their body will respond and sell them out I know this I was a child victim of sexual abuse you live with the guilt of your body lying 
you don't want something happening, but you don't have the voice or the mental capacity, are we going to turn into a community that we soft language it down Mm. till our politically correct language is now saying, hey, wait, you signed up for the sex positive movement and consent, but we didn't put an age on that consent. Mm. So does that mean that sex between kids and adults is now okay? End times, huh? Yeah. Yeah. But do you know what the good news is? Yeah. <laughs> we have God. Yeah. And he knows the hearts of those that need mercy and justice. But it is our job, and we're failing. I'm sorry. We are yeah. failing our kids. I can't leave the monkeys to run the circus. Yeah. I didn't know how to make my bed or budget, and I want to teach a kid how to overcome criminal manipulation and keep themselves safe at 13. What is wrong with us? Mm. Where's our duty to protect our children? Mm. Come on, church. Wake up. Our butts are flat from sitting on the pews. Hold the sign. Add your voice. Who cares what anybody else thinks because you speak to this? Who cares? But you know what? God's going to ask you why he didn't add your voice. And one more of his kids got pulled into this. Is there one more thing that you would want people to do? I think we need to start repenting. Mm. Yeah. As, ch- as a church, as Christians, we have had to hide the truth about what happens to us in a fallen world and in community. Yeah. Some days we're as lost as the world. And we need to start to heal to be available for this. COVID has taught me more than anything. We can have all the buildings we want in the world and sit inside of them. I left church ministry full time as a pastor to walk outside of the church to be the church. Figure out what you're supposed to do. If you're feeling a nudge to help in this, Mm -hmm. call us. Don't go reinvent the wheel. You know, sheep that go wayward, they get picked off by the wolves. Mm -hmm. Don't go on your own and try to navigate this. Go to people. And the other thing, I was just saying this today on another cast. Don't go try to reinvent the wheel when somebody's made the mistakes that they could save you from having to make. You might have to listen to them like you might have to listen to me. But I'm always looking for a succession plan. Because the more people I can mentor to do what I do, and they can do it their way. Wow. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? So July 30th, I'm going to drop this bomb. We're going to be in every province and territory, standing on a parliament's lawn, even if it's only one person, Mm -hmm. with the same amount of signs as there are parliamentarians in the building. Mm -hmm. And if you know the power of the word... We're going to stand and make a declaration. And that's the declaration. Beautiful. We're going to say, Beautiful. in Alberta, in BC, in Nunavut. So if people want to get involved, they can go to the website, and that's the first step to... Yeah, or to, go to my socials, Courage yeah. for Freedom. Just yeah. hook up with us. We want yeah. to hear you. Info at courageforfreedom.org. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, Kelly, that, that's, a, that's a good place for us to wind down. <laughs> now um, that I'm I thought we were going to talk for 45 minutes, but we're twice that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, so we might have to make this a two-parter. God holds But time. that's all right. We got, got lots, of, lots of room. Um, so can, I, can I end with this? Sure. When then you can. You end. can it's have the last show. word, and then <laughs> no, after you your the last, other word, last word, uh, I'll I'll give the nod, is it and then three, I get to do the it, the video afterwards. Is it three points and a close, and we're not there yet? We're not there okay. yet. No. So, I just want folks to know that that this sitting here and talking about this in your hometown, because I've always been attracted to the ministry that you've had, because I feel mm-hmm. your heart, mm-hmm. and you have never judged. And you have known people that know my story and have known what I've walked through. But when I put out the call in 2013 for some people in ministry to just come to our farm and pray with us, you brought people from your community and did that. Yeah. And so here we are, leaking away still (laughs) and still praying, but with greater understanding and so I think at, if people want to train with us, we have different levels for community or town halls. We also train frontline workers, everybody from, you know, border people to police to trauma support people to workers in school. If you want to train with us, it's intense. You'll learn about entrenchment. And believe me, it, it will give you what you need to take the next step. So don't be afraid if you don't know about this. Or if you do, Kevin, you jumped in with us and prayed, and look what happened. We're now known as experts in this field, and my phone does not stop ringing. Kelly, uh, you and I are going to be talking more. So, uh, so I glad think there's a house that needs to happen in your community. So, yeah, we're going to pray. I think so. Um, and uh, great having you uh, here uh, tonight. <laughs> outdoors and tomorrow morning uh, we got you speaking uh, to our church and and to the neighborhood because there's no walls outside and uh, all I can say is letter rep amen there are so many hidden things going on in Canadian cities and the rest of our country for that matter wherever there are people there are great difficulties but I thank God for people like Kelly Uh, who are willing to rise to the challenge and in the name of Jesus bring hope and freedom uh, to people that are in in great distress. On our next episode, uh, we're going to have a return guest, uh, Steve Pike. And recently uh, I hosted a webinar with Steve Pike and uh, the webinar was entitled The Great Reset of mission in the city. You know, uh, I heard it said that uh, in the last uh, year and a half, uh, it's like we've uh, condensed 10 years of things into this time. Uh, So much is changing. And uh, as we think about our cities and how to reach our cities, how to uh, be great commissioned people, uh, winning people, to follow Jesus. Um, We need to understand that there's a great reset that needs to happen in the ways that we are reaching out to people. So come back, won't you? 
Until that time, I'm your host, Kevin Rogers, and you're listening to Sidewalk Skyline Podcast. Thank you.